Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Roderick, welcome to the cave. Hey, man. Pleasure. What's going on, man? Great day for you, huh? A great yeah, week, man. actually. It's, it's been a cool week. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm still uh, I'm still living in bliss this week. Yeah. That's right. So uh, I was telling the listeners, the viewers are going to see you on uh, Respect, which came out a few days ago. Yeah. Correct? Uh-huh. Uh, Smokey Robinson. And, and, uh, it was a, from what I've seen so far, man, this looks like it's going to be a hit. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited about it. You know, we got some big names attached to it: uh, Jennifer Hudson, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Mary J. Blige, and a lot of like really cool Broadway icons. You know, um, yeah. so yeah, you know, it's a it's it's a it's a film full of characters. You know, it's a film full of characters that existed on this earth and left like a powerful mark in some way capacity on this earth. So yeah, it's 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 really cool. Yeah, I I can't wait till we dive into that. But you know, like. One of the first things I like to ask my uh, my guests is like, so I was doing research on you and I, I noticed that you weren't going to go in the acting world right away. You were looking at to go into law. Yeah, man. No, I was going to I was going to be a lawyer. Um, I think I decided like my senior year in um, in in college that I was going to try out the acting thing professionally, see how it worked. I moved to New York City uh, and the plan was to live in New York for like a year. And, you know, just take a little academic break and then prepare okay. to go back to law school. But, you know, the acting bug bit me hard and I was just like, you know what? I enjoyed this. And then, you know, my, my concept of um, success changed, you know, okay. I realized I could be happy and successful and it just wasn't like based on uh, the monetary value you can go out and make. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the acting bug bit me. New York City bit me and I didn't want to go back home. <laughs> wow. So like, so how did like, how did you fall into it? Did you just like decided to try off like a play or something or like just pick up classes? Yeah. No, that's exactly what happened. I've been doing, um, I've been doing plays since, since I was seven years old, you know, okay. uh, I did it in college. Uh, I moved to New York and while I was working cor- a corporate job, I was okay. still doing plays. And then it got to the point where I was doing plays. I was doing films. I was doing TV. I was doing whatever you would book me for commercials. Mm. And it got to a point where I couldn't do both. You know, you know, the decision was, do I continue to do the acting or do I rely on the corporate? And I was like, you know what? Let's stop doing it as a hobby and let's do it as a career. Yeah. Wow. So you just quit corporate right right away. I quit corporate right away. Well, I had a mentor, man. Really cool story. I had a mentor who was really successful and I admired, you know, Uh, and he was an officer of an officer of the corporation that I worked for. And one day uh, he said, hey, come over to my place. I'll be barbecuing with my family. You'll get to meet them, you know, come and hang out. You know, I get there, man. And there's all these expensive cars in front of the house. His kids have got like luxury cars. He's got a luxury car. The house is like huge. I walk in the back. There's a butler like that meets you at the door. Who has a butler? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The butler meets you at the door, walks me to the back. They don't even greet me. The butler greets me, walks me to the back and everybody's chilling by the pool. And at some point, like uh, throughout the day, people started dying down. I was like, I'll just stick around and chat with them, you know? Yeah. And I said, man, you must be really happy. And he said, what do you mean? I was like, you know, you've got, you're a big officer with this company. You represent something so cool to me. You got this big house. Your wife's got this fancy car. Your kids has got fancy cars. Like you must be really happy. 
And he looked at me. He said, what if I told you I wasn't? Wow. I was like, what? He said, what if I told you I wasn't? He was like, what if? I was like, that, that wouldn't make sense to me. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna mess up my brain, man. And he says, what if I told you I wasn't? And what if I told you I could, I could, if I could go back and change things, I would. And then he says, my advice to you is find something that you love that makes you happy and mm. stick with it. He was like, I wish someone could have given me that advice. So I'm giving it to you right now. Next week, I put in my notice and I was gone. <laughs> I remember he called and told me, he said, if you tell anybody I told you that story, I will tell them that you are a liar, okay? <laughs> now go in peace and flourish. Yeah. He didn't want to get in trouble. He didn't want to get in trouble, man, you know? But no, he's, uh, I think it was some of the best advice that I've ever gotten in my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Changing when you made, when you made that decision, did you give yourself like, like okay, I'm going to give it a year, two years to see what happens. Yeah. And if not, then I'll go back to law school and finish it. Was there, yeah. there a thought like that? I was in the process of making that decision. I was already in the process of making that decision. And I needed like some type of guidance or some type of validation that it was okay for me to jump, you know? Uh, and he gave it to me, you know? He, 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 he gave it to me in spades, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, let's talk about your new film, Respect. Like, first of all, like how exciting was this project for you? And uh, I want to hear about the audition. It wasn't originally for Smokey Robinson when you first went in there? Yeah, no, they hadn't had a, a role for Smokey just yet, you know? Okay. I remember, I remember in New York City, I had buddies that were like musicians. And one of them would be like, yo, Smokey. He was like, I'm going to call you Smokey every time I see you, man. He was like, one <laughs> day, you're going to play Smokey Robinson. This was like a decades ago, a decade wow. ago, man. And uh, really successful musician. And um, I was like, oh, whatever, man. I didn't get it, you know? Um, then I met another musical friend that said the same thing. And I was like, oh, whatever, man. You know, I don't look like this guy. He's not a bad cat to look like, but I don't look like this guy. Anyway, um, and the audition, oh, the film came out. And I remember there was a film and there's a TV series. And I called my agent and I said, hey, listen, I know there's a film out and there's a TV series specifically the film, if there's a role for Smokey Robinson, I need it, I want it, let's get it. Wow. Talk about speaking things into the universe, man, because two days later, she called me back and was like, hey, guess what? I got you an audition for this role. It's Smokey Robinson. It's in the film Respect. They're adding him to the film. Boom. You know, we auditioned for it. Uh, they gave us a call back. We submitted the call back. They told me on a Saturday I booked it. Sunday I was on the plane. Monday we were shooting. You know. Wow. So it was just was it a was it a live audition? Or was it virtual at first? No, it was um, the first one was virtual and the second one was live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when was this film? Before the pandemic or after yeah. or during or during the pandemic? Nah, man. We were lucky, dude. We shot it all right before the pandemic. You know, right when yeah. they wrapped and they yelled cut like a month or so later, um, everything got shut down. So we were lucky. I think they just pushed the release back because it was supposed to come out August of last year. Okay. I think they pushed the release back perfectly because they just wanted, it's my assumption, I'm not quoting anybody, mm. uh, it's my assumption that they just wanted to have people in the theater, you know? They wanted to make yeah. it convenient and for people to leisurely come to the theater again and enjoy a film, you know? Wow. So people were calling you Smokey, you get this part. How do you prepare to play such yeah. a, like a, pretty much a legendary role? Yeah, man, no, it came it's in like, ways, Do you feel any pressure? <laughs> Yeah, I want to tell you, it was like stages of grief. You know how like there's like six, I forget how many stages of grief there is. There's like stages of crazy when you play yeah. a living legend who you idolize, which is Smokey Robinson. I remember when I found out, of course, I was excited and like over the moon and mm. I was ready for a party, man. But then they were like, okay, well, you shoot on in a few days. 
days. You know, you start seeing in a few days. So it went from excitement to wait a minute. This is a living legend who you idolize, who still exists here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have this much time to put this package together. That's when crazy anxiety and intimidation kicked in, man. And it wasn't until like we immediately jumped into the research because again, there wasn't a lot of time. I immediately jumped into the research and I remember I listened to every album and I put the albums on repeat as I did the research. And the one cool thing that hit me, I was like, oh, this guy, wait, this cat writes all of his music. You know what I mean? And on repeat was this story that he was telling me, you know, it was a re repetition of this this charismatic man who smiles, but there's something so much more in deep, deeper behind the smile. I remember um, in Tracks of My Tears, he says, uh, my smile is my makeup I wear since my breakup with you. Then there's another song called uh, Tears of a Clown. Hello, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, this guy's telling me something. You know, this guy's saying that behind this smile, behind this charismatic guy, there's something much more deeper. And then as we did the research, we started finding that out. And it was like, okay, let's use this smile as a cover for all those cool things that he has lying dormant underneath that you don't get a chance to see. Mm. You know? Yeah. Do you like, get a chance to read any books or anything quickly too, or like articles on him? And... Yeah, I read a lot of articles, man. I read a lot of articles. But, you know, one of the big things was like like YouTube videos, you know? I was like, that was my next question. See, yeah, I wanted to see his relationship with women specifically because in the film, his relationship is, even though he is best friends with Aretha's brother, their movie is called Respect and it's about Aretha. So I wanted to specifically see the relationship that he had with Aretha. Um, I remember watching, he did something with Aretha Franklin and I think it was like Soul Train or something. And this day, Aretha Franklin did not seem like, I'm sorry, Miss Franklin didn't seem like she was in the mood, you know? And Don Cornelius or whoever it is is talking to her and she's like, yeah, you know, I just want to sing, I just want to perform. And out comes Smokey Robinson. And this woman lights up, man. Like she lights up like the sun. And then she leans into this guy and she smiles for like the whole time, you know? And I, right then I could, I could tell that he was just a comfortable place for it, you know? He was a comfortable place in the midst of all the chaos and stuff that the music industry brought. Um, but there was another specific one. Uh, it didn't involve Aretha Franklin. It involved, I believe it was Diana Ross. She's performing on this big stage, probably like Vegas or something. And Smokey Robinson does a surprise visit. And he walks down the aisle. She's like, Smokey, what are you doing here? Da, 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 da. And she's connecting with the audience. She won't look this man in the eyes. And the whole time, dude, follow me on this. He's staring at her because he knows something. He knows something like powerful about himself. So he's staring at her and she's like avoiding eye contact. And she's like, let's do a duet together. In front of all these people, man. And the whole time she won't look. And then they start to sing. And I guess in her mind, it's like, let me build this connection between these two artists that are singing. She looks the man in the eyes, dude, and she can't stop staring, dude. She can't stop staring. And she leans in and she kisses this man on the mouth. Then mm. she snaps to and sees all these people are watching. She turns away again. Sings the song, exact same thing happens. She makes eye contact. And you know, this guy's just sitting there the whole time, like staring at her. And that's when I realized, you know what? This man, this icon is probably one of the most enchanting people that have graced the face mm. of the earth, you know? And he knows the power of his enchantment, you know? He knew it from the moment he crashed this place, you know? So we wanted to, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to bring all those aspects of who this guy was, you know? Um, yeah. It's things that, 
I mean, any guy idolizes, you know, any guy wants, every guy wants to be that, you know, you want to oh, be, yeah. you want to be cool, you want to be smooth, you want to, or at least <laughs> I do, you want to be someone that can light up a room, that can yeah. a frown and turn it into a big smile, that can make someone feel comfortable and safe around you, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, was there like a, like a challenge playing this character, like a little, like any difficulties? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, um, like I said, you know, th that was a small amount of time. So like, you know, because I idolize this person, you know, you mm. want to you wanna give as much respect uh, to a character like that. You, you, mm. you want to be something that's going to make this person look at it and smile and feel like, you know, you did them justice. Uh, the voice was a <laughs> finding the voice was a was a was a it was a challenge because it was like finding the voice in a small amount of time. You know, my voice is down here. His is like at the time in his early years, it was yeah. like high. So you know, finding that and strengthening that muscle so that I can endure it throughout a whole shoot date was like a difficult task. You know, yeah. But we found what was, it, yeah. What was your yeah. favorite thing about playing this character? Oh, my favorite thing. Um, Again, you know, the idea that I rarely get a chance to play good guys like that. I used to early in my career, but like, I think I got caught up in playing guys opposite from myself that are, um, that are, you know, that have some, some dark darkness to them, which I- Troublemakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea of realizing that there's so many similarities between you and this guy, you know what I mean? You and this mm -hmm. icon, I'm gonna stop calling him a guy, I'm just gonna call him an icon. There's so many similarities between you and this icon that I never thought of before, you know, and being able to tap into something that is naturally mine and probably accentuating it, you know, a lot more was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I think that was probably my favorite part about doing it outside of like working with a star studded cast that was just the most supportive, uh, the most driven to having a great product, you know, yeah. How awesome was Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha? Uh, she's so dope. What a what a voice on her! I mean, you know who else? Who else could have done it? Yeah. I will be honest, man. My first day on set, uh, my first scene that I shot was with Jennifer, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Marlon Wayans, um, yeah, and uh, Leroy McLean, who plays Cecil, her brother. Um, and I'm telling you, man, like. I think she, and I don't want to, I don't want to like state who she is, but she feels to me to be a person that wants people to feel good around her, you know, mm. she's supportive, she's kind, she's warm, you know, she's giving, uh, all the things that you want in a scene partner, you know, yeah, it's, it's no wonder why she is a star that she is. And you know, the really cool thing, like, you know, being in this industry, I've worked with some egos, you know, in the past, I've worked with some egos and people that 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 are pretty self-indulged you know none of that here man her forest marlon all of them was just like extremely kind extremely outgoing extremely supportive just giving wanting you to do your best uh pushing each other to do their best and again like we're all creating like these uh, these love letters so to speak to these individual people who are representing in this film so from day one, there's like a strong drive and a strong passion um, and a strong support system to make sure that we were all, you know, sealing these letters for these people with something special, you know? Um, so it was inspiring, man. It was really inspiring. One of my favorite quotes for myself and mottos for myself is I'm a student always, you know? No 
matter what situation I'm in, I'm always at some point in the corner, this little kid in the corner, trying to absorb something and trying to learn. So to be placed in a position like that with some, you know, people who, who you really respect in this industry, like it was, um, it, it was, it was not only a colleague and work situation, but it was also a student situation, you know, where you can just sit, learn, and absorb. Yeah. Was there a the way you're mentioning, the way you're talking about like learning, like was there a working with like big names like that? Uh, any tips from them working on a film yeah. like this? Yeah, you know, I try not to violate people's personal space because I know how I am when I prepare. So yeah. just watching was enough. Watching how, you know, how, how they each take inventory of themselves in between mm -hmm. takes and how they each prepare, you know, everybody's different. How they each prepare uh, to go into those scenes, you know, how they maneuver themselves on camera throughout those scenes, you know, how they set themselves up. It was all like really, really good learning lessons to watch, you know? Yeah. And, you know, some of it you take, some of it you try to apply to yourself, see how it applies to you. Some of it you say, oh, that's their stuff that works just for them, you know? So yeah, you know, the idea of of, of seeing, like, especially Forrest Whitaker, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't tell you how much I respect his work, you know? So especially to see, you know, how someone like that prepares yeah. and how someone like that, you know, you know, when the camera stops, how they go into a corner and they come out like full of life. They come out full, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. When you finished this project, like how excited were you for the release and for your like family and friends to see it? And what was their reaction after they saw it? Oh, man, it's been the coolest, man. I'm glad you asked that question because it's been like I just got back. I went home for a few days after the premiere on Sunday just to be with my family for a few days, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, my graduating, my high school graduating class, man, they they went, they sent a post off. You know, social media is a magical place because you can contact everybody and their mama on social yeah. media. They sent a post out saying, hey, let's support Logic who's doing this. Like, let's go and show our support. And they're all over the globe at this point. Mm. So they all posted photos of them like in groups and wherever they were, Dallas, Texas, uh, awesome. London, uh, Miami, New York, Louisiana, in droves going out to this place. You know, my family, my family, they reserved the, th I think they reserved the theater, but like they went in like droves and bought extra tickets that they gave to people. You wow. know, like I come from a very supportive place, man. And at times, like, I'll be honest, at times, like I question, I question people's people's intent but like this 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 took it all down for me man and it was a reminder like that there's genuine people that want the best for you that have your back and want nothing in return other than to you know to, to support and see greatness you know and i think that dude that it's i'm still beyond the moon with that man you know i'm still beyond the moon yeah yeah that's a good it's thing it's important. like it's like having like your best friend pretty much giving you his shirt off his back yeah, yeah, it is, so man. You it's know, like... um, it is. You know, I grew up in the middle child of four brothers, so those guys are like my safe place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So whenever, whenever that safeness can be expanded to like a community like that, I'm like, you know, it's a good feeling. And the, the funny thing is, man, um, my family. When I told them, I remember uh, I told them that I was doing uh, the movie and the character I was playing. Now you got strangers that are like, oh man, you look just like Smokey Robinson. I told my family this, and they were like, huh? You know, they don't see like it. this guy, man. And then they were like, wait, 
oh, I see it. You know, yeah, it was a crazy transition, but it was cool. Yeah. So, so what's next for you? Any other projects? I know, like I mentioned before we went on the yeah. air, that you you worked on the Oval with Ed Quinn, past guest yeah. of mine. Also, like, but what's next for you? Any other projects that you're yeah, working man, we've on? Yeah, things in the works right now. We're still uh, in season two. We just uh, jumped back off of a mid-season uh, uh, roundup, so we're back on the Oval on Tuesday nights on BET nine eight Central. Both Ed and I. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's still going on. I think tonight is a big night. It's going to be like all these secrets are revealed and there's an explosion and I just <laughs> blew up my wife's, uh, the person that my wife's cheating on me with. I just ordered a drone, Ed and I just ordered a drone strike to blow this guy up. <laughs> so it's crazy, man. Yeah. No, the Oval right now, we're going back uh, to promoting the Oval every Tuesday night. Again, 9, 8 Central on BET. Uh, and we're looking forward to seeing how this finale is going to turn out, man. So yeah, That's check awesome. it out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, lastly, how can the viewers and the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, man. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Logic D. On Instagram, Logic D. Collins. Uh, and Facebook, Logic D. Collins. Yeah, I welcome new uh, new followers. I try to engage with them as much as possible. So I'm enjoying that. Logic, man, this was great, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Play with mine, man. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.